Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome. Hey guys, it's another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. Welcome back, Wade. We're in studio. It's been a long time. Don't I sound so much better, like live in studio? I think so. It's more reliable. My voice just booms. Yeah, it has a certain je ne sais quoi to it. Nice. Episode 90. We took a long hiatus. That was a while. Um, My fault, 100%. And for a couple of reasons. One, we'll cover this now. One being, it's kind of the middle of the baseball season, but not quite the middle yet the middle a lot of stuff happens like the draft is going to happen futures game um the midway point the all-star game like there's a bunch of stuff to like go over at the middle of the season in the first i don't know like the first half of the first half so the first quarter of the season is there a lot of stuff to go over good math thanks there was and then opinions changed and that's what we will be going over we'll talk about that too for some people that we hated and now we're on their side also, I'm running a college summer league in San Diego. That's one of the things I do. And that starts up in June. Starts June 1st, technically a few days before spring training. Uh, and it runs through July. It's about an eight-week season. And I've been buried doing summer league stuff. So um, it's been challenging. Lots of stuff to go over with them. And um, I can give you a quick update on that if you want later. But it's going to be back. One thing... Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff today. But one being some stuff that we were wrong about, guys that we liked who we don't like anymore, guys that we hated and left for dead. I, I literally was ready to drive someone to the airport, and now now we're all family. Family, I like what you did there. Apropos, one thing I want to mention before we get into the rest of the show. Do you realize that? We are at the beginning of what appears to be a Padres golden age. So I don't know if you're familiar with the term a golden, like what is literally a golden age? It's an extended period of success, prosperity, wealth, you know, civilizations go through golden ages that, you know, history has uh, periods of time that we've, you know, in, in hindsight have designated, oh, this was the so-and-so's golden age where they had a hundred years of just like. The best time of their life. They trying didn't. to think back to uh, freshman year world cultures. Yeah. Shout out Miss Bruni. Um, I would play – this is uh, – you want me to nerd out for a little bit? I would play a video game called Civiliz- <laughs> Civilization. It's a It's a computer game. And you could trigger golden ages by building certain wonders. And for a, a designated period of time – like everything would be improved. Like your cultural output would be improved. Your your wealth output would be improved. Everything would build faster. And it was called a golden age. So I think the Padres are on a precipice of a golden age. Good word. Worldly Wise is kicking in today. And the the Padres or any team in San Diego for that matter, a professional – so we're t- I'm talking football, baseball, and, you know, Aztecs, USD. So like just – I'm not talking the soccers. Sorry, sorry, soccers fans. But what about the Barracudas? Who were the Barracudas? That roller hockey team. Did we have one of those? Shout out! Yeah, unfamiliar. Their, their games are sweet. <laughs> Where they play? Sports arena. Sports arena. No, well, I'm not including the Barracudas then, and I'm not including the soccers. Uh, the goals. John Cantera can come at me later. And Squad goals. The goals. No, sorry. So, none of the major franchises or universities have had sustained success for any period of time. True? True. So Unless like UCSD has some D2 thing and that we unfortunately don't know we're not going to be counting that today. <laughs> but so like the Chargers had a pretty good run for like when we were what was it, like 04 to 2010. Yeah. It was a pretty good run. Yep. But no Super Bowl appearances. So pretty good for, run for us is not a great run for someone else. Right. The Padres had a pretty good run from, I want to say, 04 to 08. Does that sound right? At 09? 10? Kind of the same range? They were decent. Yeah. I wouldn't they, say good run. No, division titles. Multi- yeah. Multiple division titles. Okay. 
Made the um, playoffs. No playoff series wins. But thank you, Cardinals. Thanks, Matt Holiday too. Um, that team was pretty good. That lost to the the Rockies. Great in the Sands. Yeah. Um, the Aztecs have had some pretty good runs. They had that Kawhi Leonard year where they went. What was it like thirty four and two, Sweet Sixteen, and they they made a bunch of tournaments. That UConn flop. I've never forgiven Kimba Walker, and I'm never going to. Uh, Thanks, Jamal Franklin. Why we got Fernando Tatis Jr. doubling? We're in the I think we're in the third inning. Watching the, the Phillies game. This is on a t- not Tuesday. It's Friday. It's Friday, Fourth Jesus. of July, Friday. Who who Three gets weekend, who gets Friday. Friday mixed up with Tuesday? You've been uh, <laughs> college baseballing too hard. So I'm just thinking that I, I wanted to acknowledge <laughs> that we are beginning a period of sustained success from the Padres that we've never seen before at any sport major sport in San Diego. And I think that's pretty exciting because Tatis is locked up long-term. Machado is locked up long-term. The team seems to be pretty set going forward. It's going to be hard for this team to be bad is what I'm saying. And they won a playoff series last year. They are well on their way to making the playoffs again this year. Do we count the wild card as making the playoffs? I think you have to. Yeah. Okay. What you're, you're I don't know. skeptical just, now that we're good. It's skeptical like, uh, belly over there. Just the wild card. One game playoff versus the Dodgers is going to be rough if that's what comes Expand down Expand the playoffs, MLB. I agree. So anyway, I just wanted to acknowledge that because it's a really exciting time to be a Padre fan. Like so much of our lives has been, okay, there's one good year, like 96, 98, 2004, 2007. They're just kind of mixed in sporadically. Um, 15 had some high expectations, but now we actually just year in and year out, we expect to be good. That has never happened before. Agreed. Being a Padre fan. Just we are good this year. Hey, are the Padres expected to make the playoffs next year? They're supposed to be better yeah. next year. And then the year after that, how we feel about that team? Got to make the playoffs they're, again. No Tommy fan, but they're going to be pretty good. So By that time, C.J. Abrams will be roaming the outfield. Dude, Robert Hassel might be up. True. So on today's show, that was a long intro, and we might have to splice in uh, an ad. Where are we at? Yeah, we went eight minutes. Um, we'll splice in an ad. You know how I've been just killing you on uh... – Euro bets this year? I just wiped the floor. My Italians just beat the shit out of your Belgians. What are you talking about? I don't know about that, but I do know. Oh, are you ad reading right now? The I month were... of June is coming up <laughs> with a ton of exciting sports action, and Bet Online is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your, your online sportsbook betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, that's a little weird, or pitch, you head only, on you only catch, to right? Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay. What was wrong with that? Just awkward phrase, phraseology? I mean, read that sentence. I'm not looking at it. I'm not going to open it. It says... Before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking soccer <laughs> on a baseball podcast. Yeah, nice job, Wade. <laughs> good job out of you. Um, that was a good uh, setup, though. I even had you going. Yeah, I didn't read the ad before. I yeah. just sent it to you because you're the ad guy. Nailed it. Is that the only one today? That is the only one today. Thank you, Bet Online. Do you want the Summer League update? Hit me. That's going to be brief. So, 17 League, playing San Diego and other parts of Southern California. Um, I'm the general manager. I, I help run the league, schedule, recruit, um, umpire, social media, like hire all the interns. Uh, it's all work. So I've been busy the last couple of weeks, month. And we're, we're going to be finishing the end of July. First week of August will be our playoffs. We've got a lot of international guys, which is fun from Korea, from Japan, some two way guys. Um, it, it's pretty exciting. The, the San Diego force are, are our most storied team. It's their first year in the league. It's a team that we own. Uh, they're participating in the, their own league for the first time this year. They are undefeated in league play, eight zero. Got some got some good players. Nice. Yeah. Um, looks like they're going to run away with the, the the regular season title, but then the playoffs come along. It's best two of three, best two out of three back to back series. So um, we'll see how they do. But if they win SoCal, do they get to go on? Undecided. They they have been invited to go on. Um, there's what's called the NBC World Series, which is in Wichita. There's another 
California. Wichita. Uh, Wichita's a good place. I've been to Wichita. Nice. It's fun. There's a there's another one in California. It's like the West Coast Collegiate World Series or something where they you know they invite league winners from all over the state um, to go participate, and that's up in the I guess you call it the Sacramento area. That doesn't count as the Bay Area, right? Sacramento-ish. Yeah, terrible, um, terrible part of the state. It's fine. Remove that from being the state capital. That's all I'm saying. Where would you put it? L.A. What part of L.A.? Downtown? Like where? I don't know. Just L.A. No. It's big. Take. Biggest isn't always been. No. Um, what about Santa Barbara? I'm thinking somewhere like remote would be better. No, it's got to be in like the major city. Why? You think someone like, what, 200 years ago was like, yep, Sacramento's going to be the spot. Washington, D.C. was founded as like a – they didn't want to put it in a major city. It's become a big city, but it... – That was the whole point. Like you're making your capital one of the cities that's supposed to be the hub. Sacramento is not – No, hub. if they wanted – if the founders wanted it to be in a, <clears throat> in a hub, would they put it in New York or Boston? They what put they New put York? it at – Is it Albany? Yeah, it's Albany. Nice. Nice job. Thank you. Um, no, I mean, when like they founded the country, they put it in Washington, D.C. There was nothing in Washington, D.C. It was a s- swampland. There's nothing there. I don't know. Good talk. That was yeah. uh, your history lesson <laughs> for the day. So other than that, summer, that's, that's summer league. Uh, they may be going to the, the post-post season. Um, if they go to Wichita, I probably won't go. Kind of a, it's kind of a hassle to get out there. But shout out to the San Diego Force. So I recommend everybody follow. Force, force, force. The Pacific Shore League on Twitter. PSL underscore baseball. And then if you want to follow the force who are doing really well, um, you can find them at SD force baseball. Follow them on Instagram as well. They do have an Instagram. I don't run the Instagram. I'm not an Instagram guy, but they do have one. Let's start the actual show with Tommy fam. Cause I think we left off. We haven't done an episode in like a month. Does that sound about right? Over a month, over a month. And we left off with, um, I think shoveling dirt onto the rotting corpse of Tommy Pham. That's, we were ready to bury him. Yes. Yeah, we did. I think back to back episodes closed out. Um, this is the end Along of Tommy Pham. Along with Pham. the rest of San Diego, not just us. Yeah, the one hundred percent of the evidence that you could use to examine Tommy Pham's current plane status was garbage that was on fire. That's what it looked like. Tommy Pham had been terrible. Nice metaphor. No, I was going to say a nice uh, fragrance, if you will. Sure. Burning fire, burning trash. Burning trash. That's That was Tommy Pham's um, status. That's what he had played like the entire time he had been in a Padres uniform. He, he got here last year, his first year, short season. While complaining about the fans as well. Was bad, was stabbed at a nightclub, uh, sorry, nightclub, strip club, Um didn't get along with fans, took possibly the most unhappy looking picture holding a puppy that I've ever seen any human <laughs> ever have. Is a really intense guy. I kind of like guys that like that on the team and Int- more intense guys. Cause there's so many happy go lucky guys. I think it's good to have different types of personalities on the team. Fam could be kind of like a course correction at points during the season. Possibly he's one of those types of guys. He's older veteran. Had been terrible in a Potter uniform for about a hundred games, and just turn it around. He, if I had told you at the beginning of the season that you know we're I think eighty games in, halfway through here, he's hitting two sixty seven with a three eighty nine on base, nine home runs, twelve stolen bases. If I told that to you at the beginning of the year, would what would you have said? Sign him up. Extend him. Extend him. <laughs> he's he's already thirty three. I think I don't. Well, I haven't looked. He could be thirty four now. I don't even know. But last year, negative war on Baseball Reference. Negative war. Thank you. I got you. Negative war. Okay. He's always going to be a negative on defense. He's not a good defender. He's Can't a, throw. He's a DH guy. Right. Um. The range is pretty limited out there. I know he can steal bases, but he's good at running into people. What's up, Kim? Whoa. And then gets mad at Kim too. I don't know. Then tries to fight the bench coach. I didn't like that. All around terrible display. Didn't like that. Leave that at Pacers. Shout out to Pacers. Maybe they'll be a sponsor. He's at a 2.1 baseball reference war right now. That's pretty good. He's been one of the best hitters in baseball since May 22nd, May 22nd, which is uh, picked out of the air date where he started to turn things around. But that's fair. Everybody does that. 
On May 26th, he was hitting 198. And it is July 2nd. <gasps> Sorry. I can edit that. Yeah. Maybe. He's hitting 267, 267 now. That's an incredible turnaround in a pretty short amount of time, roughly a month. That's crazy. That, fuego. Yeah. So, and he's still walking. He walks. He's so good at walking. So good at walking. When he doesn't swing, I get chills. He's like Barry Bonds when Barry Bonds wasn't even trying to walk. And fam's trying to walk, you know? Yeah. And I mean, would you, I would just throw him strikes, honestly. But, yeah, just right um, down the middle. Yeah, make him swing. Maybe that's why he's doing so well. It's like, fuck, I'm not going to walk this guy again. Maybe. I'm just, I've been very impressed. And like, I was leading, if there was a, like a, a group, you know, like a train, like a, a t- I hate tell me fam train. I would have been the conductor. Um, if they needed volunteers to drive him to the airport, I would have been first in line. Do you know what I do love? I would have camped him? out to drive him to the airport. He's going to give you like between, he's going to give the opposing pitcher between seven to 10 pitches per at bat. Like Unless gonna, you just throw him strikes. He's just going to work the count and like tire the pitcher. That's what you want a leadoff hitter to do. Mm-hmm. He's doing exactly what we want a leadoff hitter to do. He's been fantastic as a leadoff hitter. There's no... Fantastic. There it is. Um, There's no way around it. Like I I was anti-fam and I, I don't think we were wrong to be anti-fam. I know... What do people love to do on Twitter other than... Uh, just talk shit. Talk shit. But I mean, the all the, the other the other thing is people love to be... The I told you so guy. Right. So I don't think that makes sense for this. All the evidence was he was not good. You can't in hindsight now be like, hey, I told you. So. Yeah, you. Were, I never ripped on fam. Sh- fuck you. You were <laughs> you were wrong. Person who says uh, I always believed in fam. Right. That was irrational confidence. And there's no one who knows irrational confidence more than me. Or irrational hate or. I've seen you shoot a basketball. Whatever. Well, it's better shooter than you. Um, it doesn't – you having faith in fam is great for you, but it, it was contrary to all of the evidence of what fam had done in a Padre uniform. Fam, typically, you know, when players get to be 33 years old, guys who have things like degenerative eye diseases or guys that, you know, don't run well or aren't the most athletic players on the field – um, his his back can stop a knife pretty well, but other than that, things on the baseball field that matter. He was trending in all the wrong directions, and there was very little reason to believe that he was going to turn around his season. He looks like the old Tommy Pham now, the guy that would hit 260, 270, 280, have high on base percentages, 20 home runs, 20 stolen bases. That was the guy in St. Louis. Um, he was a late bloomer in St. Louis, but that's the guy when he finally got up, that's what who he was. He went to Tampa. He was similar to that player. And when he got here, it, it, the light went off. I don't know what happened. But he had been, it, was, it wasn't a small sample anymore. We're talking almost 100 games worth of sample, sample size to view him. And that's not an 18-year-old getting 100 games. That's a 33-year-old veteran with 100. Like, there's a very good reason to declare him dead at that point. Agreed. And we were wrong. He turned it. He turned it around. But WWE Undertaker meme. Yeah, him arising from the dead. Yeah, that that's exactly what he did. And good for him. He's the leadoff hitter that this team needs right now. The offense has been scuttling a little. Scut is that a word? Yeah, they've been scuttling. And you can interpret scuttle however you want it to interpret it. But uh, if if he does this the rest of the year. And everybody else kind of normalizes. Cronenworth settles into what Cronenworth's been doing, which has been an all-star caliber second baseman. I don't care that he's not currently in the game, but whatever. Tatis stays Good job, he- voters. Tatis stays healthy. That's all we care about with him. Like he's he's going to have his ups and downs. He's, right. he's going to have a day where he goes over four with three strikeouts. But if if he's healthy, we he'll also have a day where he hits three. Deeps. He's going to go four for five with three home runs and right. like that. That's how he's going to play. I thought he was going to get that fourth that day because there's what only like. I think eight people to ever do it. Is it? I think so. It's it's pretty low. It's really hard to do. Yeah. Like the mo like you need the the opportunity is just not there. He had two more, couldn't do it. Yeah. He had him in what the fourth, the fifth, the fourth. Yeah. Which is insane. Right. Um, it's so hard. The team's got to be batting around constantly. But anyway, I'm happy for Fam. I'm happy. Uh, oh, you know who we liked preseason? Speaking of, I mean, he just came up right now. 
you know who we liked preseason who has done the opposite and just pooped himself? Hosmer. Eric Hosmer has yep. been god-awful. We wrote him off. Uh, update, fuck fam. He's over three today with three, three ground outs. Um, what's the name of the guy from... Uh, what's the show? The show that you love that I kind of like but don't love? It's a lot of them. <laughs> um... Oh, come on. It's on. It's on Netflix. It's uh the the rich family that goes poor. I'm blanking on the name. They live Shit's in Creek. Shit's Creek. Great show. What's the name of the the kid David? What's his real name? Is it David? In real life, yeah. I think it's David. Okay, he's in all these commercials now. Have you noticed? Yeah, I mean, he's one. He's the. I think he's wrote and produced and acted in it. And I think like created. Yeah. He but is that show? He's that show. He's also the same character in all these commercials. I think it's just him. You know, he's Gene Levy's like actual son. Yeah. And the waitress was his, is his daughter. Yeah. But he's the same character in all these commercials he's doing. I've never seen him act in anything else, but I just saw him in another movie and he pretty much played the same. He's the same guy. Yeah. Do you think that's just him or is that just this character he's made? that's, That's just him. Okay. Yeah. I thought he got like a little more depth. No, I thought he got more um, amped up. That character like went more like turned up by the end of the show than the beginning. I thought he started kind of mild, and then by the end of the show, he just like turned up to eleven kind of yeah character. Alexis is great in that show. She's got a new show. Does she? I think it's um it's on AMC. Okay. It's more it's more of a dramatic show. Yeah. It's like some like it's like fuck Kevin or something like it's called. I'm blanking on it. Good for her. Yeah. Um, Hosmer. Huge disappointment. I was all, I was very pro Hosmer. You were so in on Hosmer. You're like, we're pro pod. I was all in pro Hosmer podcast. He, he converted me. Yeah. I was like the guy lost in life. And like some Mormon found me and was like, Hey, let's, let's get you on the right path. And like, we'll get you reading this. And I was like, yeah, okay. I'll read that. I got, I'm in. What do you got? I'll read Sign me up. Um, Hosmer's been awful. And I'm now – is he salvageable at this point? I don't know. The fact – he can't even stretch for a ball at first base. Like there's so many people that have been safe because he doesn't stretch. His work around first base is bad. It's – there's no excuse for the, some of the things he does at first base. Would you say he's the third or fourth best fielding first baseman on the team? Cronworth's easily the first. Profar second. I think it's close between him and Profar. Yeah. And I think it's funnier to say he's the third best first baseman on the roster, but yeah. Profar is just kind of there. Caratini actually can play first base too. Uh, he has not really for the Padres. I remember when he was on the Cubs, he used to do a lot of first base stuff for them. But they have Anthony Rizzo, and when Rizzo's healthy, I mean, why would you play Caratini? Right. Um, I don't know what you do with Hosmer anymore. He, his contract's really not that bad anymore. Just because we're we're getting closer to the end, and because salaries, you know, inflation. So, fame apology tour, full effect. Hosmer reality tour, also full effect. I was back in on Hosmer's making me look like a jackass right now. Okay, serious question. Playoff game. Do you even start Hosmer at first? Playoff games tomorrow. Yeah, because he has time to turn it around. Realistically, I think you start Cronenworth at first. And who at second? Kim. Has Kim been really good? He's just so cute. He is. He's adorable. <laughs> um, and the guys love him. Uh, but like realistically, Kim Kim has not played much and he's showing signs of improvement, but he's still not as good as Hosmer. True. And Hosmer, can you look this up while I'm talking? I think uh, the lefty splits for Hosmer, so the righty-lefty splits, I don't think Hosmer has a big um, – oh, Gregorius just smashed this. That's one of those where uh, he hits it and the, the outfielder doesn't move. Um, Hosmer doesn't have platoon splits. I don't think historic – well, not recently. And I want to say this year – Actually, don't know about this year, but historically, I don't think he's had big platoon splits, so I don't even think it makes sense. 
necessarily to bench him versus lefties and you bring in Kim, who's been pretty bad to play against a righty. I don't think that helps the team very much. Other guys on the bench, I don't like Profar's a switch hitter, but Profar, other than a day or two here where you're like, hey, Profar's back. Uh, other than that, Profar's been pretty subpar all year too. His splits aren't that different. Yeah. Righty versus lefty. That's that's kind of what I thought. He has two more home runs versus right-handers than lefty. Well, there's just there's more right-handers. That's why. Right. And he's actually batting worse against right-handers than lefties. Sit him against righties? Maybe. <laughs> um, let's check in on our bets. We're going to do we're going to check in on some of our preseason bets and at the same time kind of give some of our mid-season grades on the team. So we've I mean, we've kind of been hinting at stuff all episode about our, our midseason grades, but Padres preseason. Oh, I was going to look this up and then never got back to it. What the current odds are for the Padres to win the world series. Cause when we made the bet, it was Padres to win. Plus, I don't know if you did this with me or not. Did you? I did not bet this one. I did. I threw some, I think threw five bucks on the Padres to win the world series at plus plus seven fifty. They're nine to one currently. Oh, so They've lost ground on this. Are you sure that's current? You got to make sure the date is. Uh, that's what Google says. Current. Vegas Insider. We'll check there. I think I was on that earlier, and it's month old data. Padres are plus eight hundred. Okay, so, so not a huge. Chances have gone down, but not by a lot. They're the fourth favorite. I'd say still jump on that. Like they're their their odds will change dramatically. Giants plus 1,600. Even Vegas knows the Giants suck. Not for real. But I think that's because Vegas foresees the Padres being in this 50-50 game in the in the one-game playoff, you know? And so they make that game, you know, you lose the game, you're done, obviously. But right. if they win, you're going to watch their odds explode because they, they had one of the best records all year. They had the third best record in the National League. And now all of a sudden they're in the playoffs and there's four teams left and they have the second best record in maybe Major League Baseball. Right. Um, your odds are going to improve a lot. So I'd say that's this is still worth betting on. Padres plus 800 or plus 750. I would jump on that right now. Ooh. Snell, under 195 strikeouts. So these are the locks that – I mean we, Wade and I went over a lot of bets preseason and these are the ones that we agreed to bet together that we we, we loved. Snell under 195 and a half strikeouts. He's currently on pace for 177 and currently on the IL. So that looks good for us right now. It does. And I think, you know, going back to the beginning of the season, it was like he can't go past the fifth inning. So he's not going to get that many strikeouts. We have kept pace there. Like right. you, you and I, like we've, that's exactly what we thought was going to happen or what we were feared would happen. And that's kind of what's happened. So yeah, that's still looking good. 190 strikeouts for a guy who doesn't throw seven innings is really difficult to do. And we nailed that one. So good for us. It looks very good. I don't see him catching up. Like you're, he's only going to miss more time. Hypothetically, he's not going to make up innings, right? You know, so we have a lead here and I see that lead staying constant. Agreed. Hosmer over 21 and a half home runs. Yikes. He has six. He's on pace for 11. Could that turn around? Maybe? No. Could it? Could he get to 22? Highly unlikely. He's got to play a lot in Colorado. That's a tough one. I'm, th- I'm thinking – I'm prepared to take the L on that one. We were, we were very pro-Hosmer, and it's kind of bitten me in the ass. Paddock wins under 10.5. He's got four. Hey, okay. Wins aren't – I mean – I don't give a shit about wins. I'm a I'm a new age, new ball, new era ball kind of guy. Uh, analytic driven wins don't mean anything to me. They're a useless stat. But I'll bet on it when it when Paddock is projected to get ten and a half. He's on pace for seven, and he's not winning today. I think it's a good bet. Like second half of the year, wait, he's going to win six games, seven games, second half of the year. Don't think so. No, there's no way. Like, if you win in the second half, he wins seven games. That means over the course of a season, he'd be like around 14, 15 wins. There's, there's not, that's not happening. Right. So few guys win that many games these days. 
So we look pretty good there. Yeah. Darvish K's under 230. This is the Vegas zone. He's on pace for 227. This one's so close. Vegas is on it. Um, this one's going to come down to like his last start. He's going to need like six Ks in his last start. I love it when it comes down to the last start, though, because they could easily just skip him. Yeah. Like true. the Potters are locked into wherever they need to be. Let's say he pitched four days ago, but the playoffs start, you know, in another couple days. They could be like, hey, this one game playoff, let's just save Darvish today. In right. two days, he's got to pitch against the Dodgers in a one game playoff. We'll skip his last start. True. We're fine. Wants me to free up storage. We got, we got plenty of storage. Probably not, but uh, I think we're okay there. It, it's going to be very close, but odds are with uh, one one injury, he skips one start for whatever reason. True. We're we're on we're on board. So Tatis home runs under thirty six and a half. Way off. This was not good. <laughs> Uh, he has 26 already. He's missed a lot of time. He still has 26. Philly fans even wanting his autograph here. Philly fans are fawning all over him right now. Everybody loves Tatis. Philly fanatic comes over and he's like, everybody loves you. Come on. Like, Fernando having fun with him. There's not one Padre fan in this, like, scrum of people trying to get his autograph. It's all Philly fans. Uh, he's on pace for, for he's on pace for 51 home runs. Yeah. In probably playing like 135 games. Right. It's insane. Way less than everybody else. Insane. So I we can just – I'll just give Vegas my money right now. That's, that's a loss. Fine. That's a loss. Gladly <laughs> take that one. Fam stolen bases under 15 and a half. He's on pace for 23. He's back. He is back. This is old fam, 23, home, 23 stolen bases. If he's healthy, I think he, he gets 20 easily. He could slow down in the second half. This this is pretty common for stolen base guys, especially, to start strong with stolen bases and slow down as the year goes on. Dark I think summer creep in. He, he's going to slow down. He's still going to get fifteen. He needs though. four more stolen bases. Yeah, he's got that. Maybe next week. Could he pull a hamstring though? Yikes, dude. Don't you put that voodoo out there, Ricky Bobby? Oh, it's always it's always my voodoo, huh? Um, these hats are terrible. These Fourth of July hats. Awful. It's awful. Don't buy one out there. So, fam, stolen bases. It's gonna be now. So, overall, though, grade wise, I was asked by the the Dodgers Blue Heaven podcast. Those are our kind of our rival podcast over there in LA. So to uh, comment, Clemencius. Check his stuff out. He's a good guy. Um, they asked me to like give them a, a sound bite, like what I thought of the pottery season so far. And that was a couple of weeks ago. And it was, I mean, the, the gist of it was this. Pre-sweep. It was pre-sweep. I think it was going into the series. It was. Yeah. Um, so my, the, the gist of it was our pitching has been very good. We've gotten something out of Lamette, which I didn't expect. And he's been good. Not looking good now, but he's hurt. Um, pitching's been excellent, and that's with Snell being so-so. Uh, the offense kind of goes up and down a little bit depending on who's healthy. If everybody's healthy, in which they are right now, the offense has been okay. They're Once in f- Trent came back, we're back. Yeah. I he, give us another week to like get all the, the, the juices flowing. Yeah. Um, this, is a, this is a very good offense that I'm not worried about, even whatever the statistics say. Um, they're currently fourth in the NL in runs scored. Um, they're fifth in runs allowed and they've played more games than most people. So everybody's healthy. The offense is fine. Not worried about it. I don't think it's the best offense in the league. I don't think the Dodgers are the best. Like who would be the best offense in the national league? I don't think it's the Dodgers. It's not us. Could, it could be us. Yeah. Why not us? Us, us, us. Um, Rotation-wise, I think it's us and the Dodgers. I'd give it to the Dodgers, yeah. The Giants are kind of there, too. Bauer could be in jail for the rest of the year. Uh, I don't know about jail, but um, the Giants have a good rotation, too. I'm not going to knock the – I just don't think the rest of their team is any good. Water always finds its level, Ryan. Is that that the phrase? Oh, yeah. Okay. They're just – I don't think they're very good. The the rotation is, is good. I don't think the rest of the team is very good. So 
I fully expect them to come back down to earth. Now they've built up a good amount of wins already, which is great. They could play 500 ball the rest of the year and still be in good shape. So that's something you have to consider. But the offense has been what I expected, a top five offense in the National League. And I think they have potential to be better than that, especially in a small sample, like a series in the playoffs. The rotation is going to be nasty in the playoffs. The bullpen is excellent. The bullpen is one of our biggest strengths, and they haven't even been at full health this year. Melanson has just started to struggle a little bit the last week, whatever. The Reds have his number. Pomerantz just came back. Pagan has actually looked okay. Austin Adams is healthy now. They've got a lot of other pieces that can fill in in, in other innings. It's, Bullpen's it's, nasty. It's a very good bullpen. Yeah. Um, they need to address – I mean, we're going to do like your stereotypical trade show leading up to the deadline. Um, everybody wants Joey Gallo, who's – a three true outcomes guy who I don't love, who plays a who can play a good outfield, who's center field capable, although we wouldn't put him in center field. But he's he's a walk home run strikeout guy who's hot right now. Hits a lot of home runs. Not exactly I mean, he's a lefty guy, which I like too. I, w- I want somebody that hits left handed for this lineup. But not necessarily a guy that I'm in love with. Um, give up a lot, and there's it would probably take quite a bit to get him because he's they they the Rangers know how valuable he is, right? So there's a lot of Gallo love out there. We're gonna do our trade show at some point, maybe in a couple weeks, but they do need to make a move. I'm not sure what that move is yet. Is it another pitcher? Is it a left-handed bat? We'll see. Other than that, um, this is the pottery team. I think we all expected. Going forward, and there's been there's been some scares, there's been some pickups, but this is a, a very good Padres team, and they're right where I think they should be. We didn't know the Giants would be where they would be, but the Padres are right where they should be. So, how the futures game? Futures game rosters were announced. It's going to be on July 11th, right before the All Star game. I love the futures game. Do you ever watch the futures game? I will be honest, I have never watched it. It's really fun. All the top prospects playing together. It's more for hitters than for pitchers. I mean, last year or two years ago, I guess, was Luis Patino was really exciting for the Padres. Mackenzie Gore, I think, was in there. I don't really remember Gore, but I assume he was there. Patino stole the show. was really exciting. Um, But it's mostly for hitters because pitchers go through so many more phases during a season – because of restrictions to pitch counts and there's more likely to be injury and teams aren't really excited to send their pitchers to go throw these extra innings in a game that doesn't mean anything. So it's a hitter show. Uh, the Padres are sending Luis Campusano and CJ Abrams, which is fine, I guess. Uh, CJ was given the job of going to double A this year. He's hit 296. He's hit two home runs, which I thought – Maybe we expected a little more power at this point, but 13 stolen bases. He's a 336 on base. Very aggressive assignment for him as a 20-year-old. I believe he's 20, yes. Who had some alternate site work, but has had never been above single A, low A. Well, low A. He in a handful of games at low A. He's been great at double A. He's been fantastic. Camposano is in AAA. I think that is still a pretty aggressive assignment for him, considering he had never been above high A before the shutdown and before he did his alternate work and before he came up with the Padres. He's a 22-year-old catcher, and catchers tend to develop slower than most other players. He's hitting 277 with four home runs, a 348 on base, and 159 at-bats in AAA. Most teams are sending two players to the Futures game. Some teams are sending one. I th- I'm guessing that the, the Potters are sending Campusano just because, you know, you need a certain number of catchers in this game and how many of the top prospects actually are catchers. I think MLB likes it when, if you have a top catching prospect, you send them because they, they just need catchers. Are these the two guys you would have sent? Let's say in a vacuum, they were fine with catchers. And Campusano doesn't have to go. 
would you have picked Abrams and Campusano? A thousand percent picking Abrams. Um, Campusano, I think you could go either way. For me, he's been up already. So it's not really a future. It's like, oh, he's already there. Yeah, I don't love it when I've already seen the guy at the major league level. Okay, that's fair. And even though he still has rookie eligibility, should they make that a rule? If you've already no, been up, you no, can't do it. I don't think so. I think it, I think the rule is fine the way it is. Just selfishly, I like to see the guys I haven't seen very much because you know I don't get to. Wa- they're not on TV. I don't watch a lot of minor league baseball games. They're right. not. They're not really available. Like unless you buy this MILB package. Right. Like, sorry, I'm not going to. Robert Hassel's been really good. I think I would have picked Hassel over. That would have been a good pick. Camposano, just because I want to see him play. I mean, they send young guys all the time. It's not right. just the AAA guys that yeah. go. There's one game. Yeah, they they send low A guys often. Right. So I just would have liked to see. And and he has alternate training side. All these guys have alternate training side experience against older pitching. So it's not. It wouldn't be weird for Hassel to. Oh, Hosmer with a dig. Wow, I actually scooped something. It, it wouldn't have been that weird for Hassel to be in this game. And I think he's deserved it. Anyone else that you can think of for me? No. No. Gore hasn't earned it this year, and he's already been there. You can send guys more than once, but I just wouldn't have. Yeah. Limit um, his pitching and his blister. And just his crappiness, I guess. Whoa. Uh it's for a later podcast. I the late night podcast, after hours, after dark. That's the um, we do that show naked, by the way, the after dark podcast. So I don't know who the Padres would send other than these guys. It, for me, I would have just liked to see Robert Hassel in there. But you know what? He'll probably be in the game next year. There's no rush unless he blows through it. Because I don't think I don't think Tatis was ever in the futures game. I think he just blew by it. I think he did too. Which is pretty right. which is pretty hot, actually. Um other guys. So here's some other guys that I want to watch. So this is why the futures game is so fun. You get to finally see guys like not in video form, but actually live baseball. Marco Luciano on the Giants is gonna be really good. So that concerns me, and I want to see him play. He's a future, you know, if you're a twenty eighty scale guy, you know, like Hit tool, power tool, yep, yep, speed. Yep. He's like a 60 hit, 60 power Yikes. guy. Maybe maybe more power. So he's a guy I want to watch. Bobby Witt Jr. got drafted right before Abrams a couple years ago. He's in Kansas City. There's talk of him making the major league roster on opening day, kind of like Abrams. There's a little you know, juice around that. He's been tearing up double A also. I want to see him play. Jason Dominguez on the Yankees. Pretty sure it is. I think it's Jason. Two S's? Yeah. There's there's been weirder names than that. I think it's Jason. We're going with Jason until I hear otherwise. One T. Sup, Latos. Latos. Latos intolerant. You know he's still in uh, independent ball? Yeah, I figured. Good for him. (laughs) Jason Dominguez has barely played in the States, but ha- like when he's in the Dominican showing off for scouts, the, the kid's like 18 years old and he's built like a uh, 30 year old Alex Rodriguez, like, like huge guy tools everywhere. But no- yeah. But yeah. nobody's ever really seen him play in the States. So for the Yankees to give him this assignment, that's pretty cool. Last year's number one overall pick, Spencer Torkelson, who was supposed to be Forks up. a generational, like once every 10 years kind of prospect, right. um, does everything well. Surprising he's not already up if he's that good. Not a big defensive guy. They're, they're playing him at third right now. Most people that. say he's going to end up at first base. Yeah. But the bat is a generational bat. So average power and lots of it in, in both categories. Yep. So he's going to be really exciting to watch. I, I can't wait to watch him play. Um, the pitcher I wanted to see was Grayson Rodriguez on the Orioles. He's going to be, I think, the top pitching prospect this time next year or by the offseason. And he's unfortunately not in this game. I wanted to see him play. 
No Tristan Cassas from the Red Sox. I think he's their first baseman a year from now. Um, he was in the same draft with Xavier Edwards a couple years ago. Um, first base, power hit, kind of a kind of a Matt Olsony type of guy. Um, I like Tristan Cassas a lot, and we're not going to get to see him. I think he's been in the Futures game before. The Dodgers are sending Michael Bush, who's their number four prospect, and they're sending their number 27 guy, Andre Jackson. Random. Yeah, the Dodgers have a lot of good prospects, and Michael Bush is fine. I'd I'd rather see – we're talking about catchers. I would have rather seen Diego Cartea or um, Kiebert Ruiz. So they're not sending either one of those guys. Josiah Gray, who is their top prospect overall, who they got from Cincinnati, is kind of like a throw-in prospect who's turned into this amazing guy. Um He's kind of hurt right now, so he's not playing, which is unfortunate. Those are the guys I want to watch. So it's it's a hitting showcase, I guess, for all the top guys. It's going to be in Coors Field, which you can't ask for a better place to see some offense. Um, Julio Rodriguez, Jared Kalenic from the Mariners are both going to be there also. So pretty much every top hitter is going to be there. Kalenic's not still up on the Major League roster? No, he was terrible. And they sent him down. Gotcha. But he's been okay. And uh, another guy that, because we've seen it, we saw him for like a month, and now he's going to be in the Futures game. Yeah. It's like, come on. This isn't the present game, guys. It's the Futures game. Whoa. Deep. I know. So that's, I mean, that's my one gripe with the Futures game. I do, I'm going to be excited to see Kalenic. Um The pitching isn't going to be the best. Ethan Small from the, the Brewers is a guy to watch, I guess. Um I think uh, Max Meyer from, the, from the, the Marlins, who was a top pick by them, I guess it was last year from uh, – where did he go? He's a college pitcher from, I think, Minnesota. Hey. Nice. Um, so there's there's a few pitchers, and they're all going to throw like one inning or maybe two at the most. It's, it's an all-star game. But I love the Futures game. If you play fantasy and I play deep fantasy with lots of prospects, it's, it's fun to just see your guys finally play when you've never seen them. So – Looking forward to that. You're going to watch? I'm going to make you watch this year. Okay, I'll watch. What about Joshua Mears? Over Campy. For a futures game consideration, huh? Yeah. It's in Colorado, like let him mash. I don't hate it. He hasn't really earned a lot yet. Okay. He's a, he's a fun name. He's a big power guy. He had the highest exit velo I've ever seen from right. a guy. Yeah. In spring training, just want to see him in um, I think, I think the hit tool is way behind his other tools, and you he's mean way ahead. Yes, sorry, did I say you the say hit behind. tool? No, yeah. the hit tool is way behind. Really? Yeah, the power thought... tool is way ahead. Okay, gotcha. Um, he can hit it a mile, but I think he needs a lot. He has a lot to work on. If this were any other system, if this were the Angel system. He'd be in there. I uh, would consider him. Although they have some really good prospects too. I don't know who the Angels are sending off the top of my head, but they've got guys like well, Joe Adele's not going, um, but Brandon Marsh is a fun guy. Uh, he's been in there before. I don't think they would send him again. They don't like to send guys like three times. It's like, come on. But um, the Angels have some good prospects, so he would be a candidate, I think, for another system, but not for the Padres. Next year, maybe. So like, I'm looking at like next year. Okay. Like, so like Abrams is going this year. They could send him again next year, but yeah. maybe not. He yeah. could be up next he year. He could be up next year. So Mears would be a guy I consider. Hassel would be a guy I consider. Um, and then maybe whoever they draft this year. Although they picking, they're, they're picking late. That's something we're going to go over next week. It, the draft kind of preview show. We're doing um, – the draft is in Jul- later in July, maybe in a week or two. I don't remember the date off the top of my head, but we'll do a draft, like kind of pre-show who the Padres might be interested in at pick 27, which is weird because usually we're picking top 10. Right. Very late for us. And I'll probably give our guy, uh, Chris Welsh, a call from his his podcast in this league, uh, Prospect One. He does a really good podcast. I can encourage everybody to follow him. We've, he's been on the show a couple of times to talk about prospects and draft prospects and we'll probably do a post draft show with Chris Welsh 
who lives it out in Arizona, he gets to go to all the Arizona League games, which is really fun. Real hot. They play at night. It's still hot. The Force were just in Palm Springs playing yes. a two-game series with the, the Palm Springs power. 100 degrees at night. They play, they play at 7 o'clock and it's still 100 degrees. So anyway, we'll get into that kind of stuff. Draft look who the Padres might be taking and then some draft uh, post-draft analysis um, in a week or two. But anyway, Wade, it's been really good to be back. We've had a long break. We're trying to be more consistent with the show going forward, hopefully. Um, Summer League is kind of stabilized with our schedule. It, it's it been a lot of work for me, but I think things are getting easier, so we'll have more time to do the podcast. Great work out of you. Thank you, as always. So that will do it for this week. Thank you all for listening. Please follow the show's Twitter account, at Friar Farmhands. And if you enjoy, and if you don't enjoy, subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. You've been listening to the Believe in Pottery's Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. I think I usually do that part. I know we, we have You put it in bold, bro. It's always been in bold, but I've always done it. Felton. We're rusty. I'm <laughs> Ryan oh Hart. God. That was Wade. Talk to you next week. Help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed in you. What? You look like you want to say something. No, I was just making sure you were recording. <laughs> I don't have the, like, I can't see on my, uh, Skype. Sure. You're not on Skype. I know, but when I oh. was, I could see that you were recording. Okay. You want to talk into the mic next time? Not fucking Hank. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.